You're listening to World of WWE, a WWE podcast. Hey guys, you're listening to World of WWE, a WWE podcast. You're checking out WWE SmackDown, January 22nd, 2021. I'm Matt, and I'm joined by my co-host this week. What's up, guys? It's me, Dan. I'm back. Dan Dan is back. And Carlos is here, too. Um, We are on the road to the Royal Rumble. So SmackDown has been getting progressively better every week, it seems. And this week was no different. A couple weeks ago, I don't know if you guys remembered, but I pointed out how I'm really tired of seeing Roman Reigns open every single SmackDown. Well, he opened it again. (laughs) He employed me. Yeah. Well, it's just like I gotta get the champion on screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah a little overkill, but it's okay. So. Yeah. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. I mean, I I, like I I'm not hating on him. Like I would much rather see him than Goldberg. But I just feel like (laughs) boring, right? You know. But like for me, I'd rather see him maybe come out. Like like do a match first and then have him come out. Like I just want to see something different. Not every week. Donna, Donna, welcome to SmackDown. Like yeah. In a way, didn't he kind of do this all the time? Like didn't he kind of open up basically every show? Yes. And that's why I'm tired of it. I don't, like, I don't remember when, but he did it for like years. Because, you know, he's Vince's boy, you know? Vince McMahon needs to just get a porn movie industry company and just make one with him and call it a day. Okay. So, <laughs> Reigns and Paul Heyman, they come down to uh, the ring. Go ahead. No, I just heard you say, he needs to get a porn video and just call it a day. He does. Porn. It, it would make him happy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> At first, I, thought, I really thought that Mr. Grand didn't like him. You remember that story that when, when Roman Reigns punched Mr. Grand in the face like twice, two weeks in a row on that Monday Night Raw and when Roman Reigns finally won the WWE Championship? Vince is saying, hit me harder, Roman. You know I like that. He's like, hit me harder. You know I like that. More, more. There yeah, you go. Dang, Carlos, we know how you are. Okay. He's like, he's like, punch me one more time and get one more dollar on your paycheck. I think uh, Vince wants more than to give him think, some money. I go. Think, I think we need to bring back the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club, if you ask me. And, uh, I think he'd want Roman Reigns to be the first person to join it. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever saw the UFB where it's like, um, I don't know if you remember this, but remember when Vince McMahon was, like, taking um, job interviews for, like, his assistant or whatever, and he fell backwards in his chair and mm-hmm. doing it to Roman Reigns, doing the fist thing? Yeah. Yeah, that that's him. He, I'm yeah. laughing every time I see it. He gets, like, excited when that happens. He gets a tingling sensation. Sweaty man. Yeah. There you go. So the sweaty man, Roman Reigns, and the other sweaty man, Paul Heyman, come down. Um, he talks about how the charge being subject, the card being subject to change is for losers. And he calls Adam Pierce a puss. And he claims that, um, Rome, that Roman claims himself that he hurts his back hurts because he's been carrying this company forever. Um, and then Roman says, what if I can't make it to Royal Rumble because my back hurts? Then Adam Pierce comes down and says, it's getting out of control now. Roman says that Adam is KO's bitch, which definitely makes him, which definitely makes Adam Pierce Roman's bitch. Um, Roman says you can't have competed for six years 
um, and you complain about your body. So basically saying you haven't competed in over six years, and yet you're complaining about your body when I do it every day, and I'm fine. Um, Roman says yeah. that he busted his ass for this place. And then Paul Heyman laughs, and Adam Pierce says, I might be intimidated by Roman Reigns, but I am most certainly not going to get um, – I'm not intimidated by you. It's Paul Heyman. And then my favorite part, and I'm not even going to lie, you guys. I straight up thought of Carlos. Paul Heyman goes, I'm from New York. I'll whoop your ass. And I started. Yeah, you know, you know he was just trying to act tough in front of Roman. You know, I was cracking. I'll whoop your ass. Oh, be- Yes, Carlos is from New York, so like we're the tri-state. We should have like made our name tri-state area because I'm Connecticut. Carlos is representing New York, and Dan, even though you're not, you even represent. Though I don't live there anymore. I'm still representing the Jersey, man. You gotta represent it. Yeah, so Jersey, like, Jersey. I guess we're like Paul Heyman. <laughs> Paul Heyman gonna whoop that ass. No, so you know, you know you. We kids like he said. No, he said you did. You disrespect my. He said you disrespect my travel team. I'll whoop your ass. He said my travel team. Like how wrong did that? Hey, sound? Hey, the North kicks the South ass. You know that? Mm-hmm. Nope. All Northies know it. Well, after that, Paul Heyman challenged Adam Pierce to a match, and then Adam Pierce accepted. So overall, what were your thoughts on that promo? I mean, I found it hilarious. It's all right. It was the worst part I've ever seen, but it also was pretty funny. So it kind of feels like it. It felt like it was made for more of a comedy spot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, for sure. It definitely was more funny than anything. How about you, Carlos? Yeah, it was definitely a good way to start off the show. Um, I love, I, I really like how, how, how the, the segment you guys were talking about, he's like, I'll whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. That was really yeah, funny. Yeah, it reminds me if you ever saw the movie Superstar with Molly Shannon. Um, this yeah. is dating me because it's old, but she's fighting yeah, with this. So I don't, um, don't go back to the nineties shit. But it is funny though because she yells at this girl, "I'm gonna whoop your ass!" Just like that, really loud. It was really intense. And it reminded me of Jim Ross, so I just had to throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Okay, moving on. <laughs> wait, 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 did you guys ever hear the thing? It was like, answer the goddamn phone or I'll kick your ass. Answer the goddamn phone or I'll kick your ass. You, you ever see that? Kind of, that's what it kind of reminds me of. I don't know why. I um, just thought. I don't know where it's from or anything, but like I've heard it and I don't know where the fuck it's from. I really wish it did. I have no idea, but Paul Heyman uh, looks like a walrus. Okay, Sami yeah, Zayn. Yeah, he has his own, um, what is it, a puppet now. So, Sammy Zane. He has been. Sammy comes to the arena, and he has a sign, and it says justice for Sammy, and he it's handcuffs himself to the guardrail. It's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, he yeah, bo- Sammy deserves it. It's a conspiracy. We need his, he never lost his intercontinental champion. He's still the intercontinental champion. Psych. Yeah, Biggie. I don't know why. I just kind of love him now. Yeah, he's okay. Um, I do like this gimmick. It is kind of funny. The only question I have, though, is 
when are people going to start bitching about, oh, it's too close to home, because I feel like in the environment, the world we live in, oh, well, he's making fun of political issues and he's doing, because, you know, right now in the times, politics, a lot of stuff in the world right now, everybody is, um, you can't say one damn thing in this world anymore. You really can't. Yeah, and also there's a lot of um, protests going on. And I think that they might feel like... <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. So Sammy announces that he'll be in the Royal Rumble match. We then have the women's tag team champion Charlotte Flair and Raw women's champion Asuka taking on the Riot Squad, of course, with Billy Kay. Billy Kay is my favorite on SmackDown right now. Um, we see Natalia and Tamina watching off from backstage. Charlotte and Asuka get the win after Charlotte hits Ruby with a natural selection. And then after the match, we see Billy Kay and Riot Squad. They basically tell Billy that the squad was better when it was just them. And then they leave, and Billy Kay looks off sad. So what did you guys think of that whole... Um, awesome. Yeah, I love Billy Kay. I thought that, um, I feel like she, her character is really funny. I think that Billy Kay has this, like, I don't know what it is about her, but she's very endearing. And I, and I, for some reason, I feel sorry for her that, like, nobody wants to be with her and work with her. And so. I don't feel sorry for her, to be honest. I don't. I don't. I, I love Billy Kay. She's the best, I just man. Don't feel bad. I don't, and I never will. Be I don't feel like I will. I just never liked her. Listen. I don't like her. I don't know what it is. There was a time when yeah, I was I young. I agree with you. I, I love Billy Kay. She's hilarious. But it's just, it's just the booker needs to book her better. You guys are being whack. I feel like she could be a really good singles competitor, or just like our truth of the women's division. Listen. I, I Better, I feel like she's a better tag partner than a single superstar, if I'm being honest. That's my opinion. All right, all right. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I have a couple things. Okay, yes, you're right. But technically, she hasn't really been involved in a singles match yet. I mean, she has, but, like, it hasn't been, like, a real one-on-one. -on -one. So we have to hang on. But then also. You're right, you're right. We can't judge until she's officially been in a right? match. But then also a couple of other things. One, Carlos, you hit it on the dot. She's a female R-Truth. So R-Truth, like, it's like you kind of have to look at him the same way then because it's like they're he's both. like really entertaining. Like, like, he's like, he's very entertaining. She is too. But know? then the other thing I was going to say, there was a time when I was in fourth grade, okay, and I'm still chubby. I was chubby and I could not kick the ball and I could not run. And those bastards. <laughs> Take me last. So I get what Billy Kay is going through. Nobody wants her on the team. But no, she's I, got I, it. I get it because I'm legally blind and everyone's like, yeah, don't kick him. He, he, he can't play very well because he can't see very well. I'm like, really? I played football for five years, but I'm not going to pick me. Okay, fuck all y'all. See, Billy Kay is a former women's tag team champion. I mean, come on. You know, like, listen. I feel she's to what she knows, and that's to be with Billy Kay. Uh, and Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. <laughs> <laughs> I feel they should stick together. I don't know why they split them up. I hate that shit. And I do agree with you there because, and the, and the reason why I agree with you is 
Like, I understand they split them up for them to have singles career, but now they're both in teams again. So I don't I don't get because Peyton is with Lacey Evans and Billy is now trying to get with the Riot Squad. So I don't see why they would even go about like um, so who do you guys who do you think if that I, I think with the way things are going right now and I feel like I'm betraying because I love the, I love Peyton Royce but I don't know. Right now, it just seems like Billy Kay is more interesting to me. And I lo- listen. I love Peyton Royce. She's had some good matches on Raw Which lately. I, I literally can't tell the difference. Billy Kay is the one that it wants to be a riot squad. Peyton no, Royce is the other no, one. Which one is which? It's like, I, Pey- I guess Peyton Royce. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Peyton Royce is the one that has like the red hair and. Um, I don't know. Which I, one's with the Riot Squad on SmackDown? Because that's the one, I guess. Billy Kay is the one on Riot Squad. Billy Kay. I think her, too. I think they're pushing her more. What about you, Carlos? Um, yeah, yeah, to be honest, I think they're doing better with Billy Kay than they're doing with Peyton Royce, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Then we see Daniel Bryan. He comes down to the ring. And he had a really great match against Cesaro last week. And he comes down and he's talking about the Royal Rumble match. He's going over the rules. And he and I don't know why he said this, but he said the Royal Rumble Max mate Max. The Royal Rumble match makes him feel alive. And I, um, I, I love Daniel Bryan in this trouble. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he felt alive. He talks about how he's never won a Royal Rumble match, and then Cesaro came down to the ring. Um, Cesaro says that he thought he beat some sense into Daniel Bryan last week. Um, Cesaro claims that he is going to win the Royal Rumble match. And then um, Daniel yeah, Bryan... And I'll definitely agree with him. I definitely agree with him. Do you think Cesaro is going to win? He's definitely going to be the final four. I'm okay. Not, I'm not saying he's going to win. He has potential to be. I feel like not too soon. But, um, but I feel like he's going to definitely be the final four. I feel he has the potential, but I just don't think WWE's going to pull that trigger. Yeah, I mean, they do have the phone I don't see them pulling that trigger. Yeah. I, I love Cesaro, too, but I, I could see him Final Four, but I don't see him winning, unfortunately. And I would love to see him win, but I just feel like they're probably going to go with either Nakamura or somebody completely different. I don't know about Nakamura because I don't think he was even used on SmackDown this week. I don't think so either. So, no. But anyways. Yeah, some more time to make my decision, my final decision. Yeah, we'll make, our, we'll make those on our prediction episode. Um, so then Daniel Bryan challenges Cesaro to a fight, and Cesaro says no. Cesaro claims that he already beat Daniel Bryan. He wants to issue an open challenge to anybody in WWE. That is when SmackDown Tag Team Champion Dolph Ziggler comes down. And um, he talks about how his stamina is unmatched. Um, And he tells Daniel Bryan, and I love this, he goes, Daniel, no offense, but it's not 2014 anymore. Um, And that he wants to win the Royal Rumble, and he accepts Cesaro's challenge. 
So now we have Cesaro against Dolph Ziggler, and Cesaro got the win after a neutralizer. What did you guys think? Great. I feel like there was no need for this match, to be honest. No. Yeah, I felt so too. I think it was a way just to put Cesaro in a match, but I do. But hey, at least they're using them. Exactly. So my question is, what happened to Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro tag team? I don't really remember what happened with that whole thing. Um. So nothing really happened, but the problem was last week during SmackDown, Michael Cole. Um, asked Cesaro why he didn't come down and help Shinsuke after getting beat up by Roman Reigns. And Cesaro said that, well, the Thunderdome is huge, and by the time he got out there, the beating was already done. So they haven't said anything, but I feel like if they're going to do anything, they'll probably make Cesaro and Sheamus break up and have them fight. Um, But there wasn't any official split, but there was some kind of tension in that. He didn't help Shinsuke out. I feel like they might have that uh, happen in the Royal Rumble match, and then they'll just have the feud until Mania. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening for sure. But I yeah, mean, I expect this crap by now. Yeah, but I do. I do think though the match wasn't, you know, amazing, and there really was no point. It wasn't terrible, and I would rather have seen this than some of the other crap that's been on Raw. So it was okay. Then we had a match that I really wasn't looking forward to, but I really was pleasantly surprised. The SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks takes on Reginald. No, because because first, let me explain why. Because I hate intergender matches. Because you have the stupid people like James Ellsworth who don't matter, who get involved. And my thing with Carmella is like they're really making her look like a loser. In my opinion, you always need some loser guy to help you achieve your goals, and you always end up losing. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. It's like, like the same repeated gender match with James Ellsworth and Becky Lynch. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened here. However, I was very impressed with Reginald. He was flying around that ring like nobody's business. He was jumping from here to there, jumping off the apron, jumping, doing flips. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I enjoyed this match. I thought it was very good. Um, and Sasha got the win after the bank statement. But going into it, I was feeling like, oh, here we go. It's going to be another squash where Sasha just makes the guy look stupid and then gets the win. But they actually had a good cat and mouse type match, and I enjoyed it. I, I definitely feel, I feel that's a good thing that they did because, you know, if they just squat, they're like, what the hell is the point? I mean, they haven't been doing as good with gender matches as they did with, like, in the 90s. I mean, like, uh, take take China versus, uh, what was his name? I think it was Billy Gunn or someone. Or yeah. Jeff, I believe that she lost the Intercontinental title to. They actually made it mean something. With these new crappy ones, it doesn't really mean shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. We have to let Carlos talk because it's his woman's time. So go ahead. Let's go. All right, so I really enjoyed this match when they announced it last week. And finally, because I'm so happy to see Sasha Banks back on TV, getting her rightful TV time that she does deserve, because we haven't seen her in, like, weeks and forever. Um, it was, because lately, like, like 
past couple weeks, like maybe like months already, like she, her, her TV's time's been getting like cut every like. I, I noticed like shorter and shorter and shorter, but she finally was in a match. Mm-hmm. You know it was quick, and every everyone expected her to win. But yeah, Reginald did good. Did do good. Um, he was flipping around. It was Michael Cole so damn annoying. He's like, whoa, oh my god. <laughs> but like, I was too oh, though. Man. I was surprised. I did not expect that dude to pull like, off that. Uh, uh, yeah, I was kind of annoyed because there was like no punches actually in this match. So it was just like they're reversing shit or like countering shit or something. Like Sasha did slap the shit out of him. I mm-hmm. think I saw like two teeth fly out of his mouth. Like, like when she first, you see, he gave her a rose and then like he's like, yeah, okay. But like mm-hmm. he, he, he just, she just slapped the shit out of him. And then she, she smacked Carmella's um, um, champagne out of her hand, and then he saw it spill over Corey, Corey Graves, and he got pissed off. But, like, I know it's, like, the little things. You know how far Carmella and Corey Graves are together. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how, like, she sat next to him, and then Corey Graves like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my woman's right next to me. Kind of like when you saw the uh Renee Young. It was kind of funny. Carmella shouldn't be called untouchable. She should be called homewrecker. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay. And then we found out during that match that we will see Sasha Banks against Carmella at the Royal Rumble, so. Shocker, who didn't see that? Coming? Right. Um, we then go backstage again. Sorry, but dude, the match is gone. There's nothing between them. There's no, I, I don't see match chemistry between them anymore. I don't, I just don't. Yeah. Sasha in their, in their first match, they, like, she gave her a lot of, like, lead way in the match, like, she... He like let he kind of let Carmella like um because you know in real match it's still it's still Carmella will beat her ass like how how far he is I'll whoop your ass. Mm. But I like how Carmella to like let Carmella get a little like little like her little um finishers in or her little like signatures in the match. But but yeah, she she sold a lot of her moves. I like how she sells like she wants to make the other person look good. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is something that we never really seen before. Like they never really fought before, like one on one. So it's something like different. Yeah, and hopefully yeah. by WrestleMania I just think it that ends. They should put a stipulation, maybe. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. Last time they did they had fucking James Ellsworth suspended above the ring in a shark cage and I'd rather not deal with that nonsense again. Yeah, let's not do that crap. Yeah. So Jericho needs to go home now. Um, okay. If I had to pick one of my favorite all-time wrestlers, Jericho has to be one of them. I love Jericho. Fucking love that guy. He's awesome. He's good. He just really needs to stop wrestling. <laughs> I mean, in a way, I feel like Jericho is kind of like the Bailey of the men's division. I don't know why. Just to me, that's why he always 
He didn't remind me of that, but to me, that's what he is to me. I just think with Jericho, I really like him, and I like Jericho definitely is one of my favorites of all time too. But I just hate when people leave a company and just trash them because you were part of WWE for a long ass time, and there was no problem. For what, 15 years? Yeah. And you didn't find any issues with it in those first 15 years. But then a new company comes along and, oh, they're doing this. Oh, they're doing that. They're bad. Buddy, they the made you. Jericho left in like 2017 and he went to New Japan. Yep. And he then. Like, okay, he, he shit all over. The, he didn't do it all the time. He did, though. Even in Japan, when he was fighting Kenny Omega, he thought that that was going to be the match of the fucking century. And the problem is. Kenny Omega versus Jericho was the match of the century. Eh. Nah. Eh. I don't know. I think it was fucking awesome. I love that match. Eh. It was. It was a match, but, like, it was, like, a gamer-type match. And, like, you're a gamer, so you would be. Like, I'm just someone who's just more, like, I don't need that whole spectacle. Chris Jericho is, like, 60 years old. He can't hold a candle to anybody anymore. Kenny Omega, like, he's cool. One thing that I love about Jericho. Go ahead. Jericho so good at manipulating his gimmick to make it relevant. Yeah. He's done it 30 years doing. He's so good at no, you're right with that, 100%. His gimmick is good. I just feel like, I, I don't know. I just think with him, he is one of those people who will continually brag about, oh, this is doing this, and it's just like, worry about you. You know, you're fighting Sting. I don't know. I don't know if he's fighting Sting, but I know Sting is back. I just feel like. I don't think he's back. Honestly, I don't. It's the right idea for oh. Sting. Uh, I mean, how old is Sting? 60? 61? I thought Seth Rollins crippled him years ago. He Seth did. I will say... I will say... I think... I just don't think he was that good of a... Like, he was maybe good in his prime, but when he came to WWE, shit, I'm sorry. He sucked. I think um, my opinion, so Chris Jericho is 50 years old. My opinion on him is I do agree with you, Dan, that in Japan, he was really good. Like, I did like his whole gimmick, the whole, like, you know, with the, the you know. The, the gimmick, you can't yeah, and I like, and I do like him for that. And I say he's definitely one of my favorite wrestlers. But I just think that, like, same thing with Randy Orton. Like, I really like him. But when they're when they're pushed so far, you're kind of just like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, and I also think another reason why I'm not into him is the way AEW is doing it. Like, he's on commentary. Then he's singing. Then he's doing this. Then he's doing Broadway with MJF. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hating on him because of AEW lately, but he definitely is one of my favorites for sure. Oh, I understand. Like, I don't like the fact that they're making him do a bunch of shit that doesn't make sense. I agree with you on that. I will 100% agree, but, like, I don't know. I just, I can't. To me, Jericho can do no wrong. He can't. He never could. And I do think as a human, he's a great human. Like, I, I love Chris Jericho. I just think when it comes to... 
his age and his ability in the ring, it kind of lacks to what his younger years were. It's not as believable as what it is. It's not that he's, it's just like when you see him fight somebody like John Moxley, even though obviously Moxley won, like obviously, you know what I'm saying? Like Chris Jericho has the stomach, you know, he has, so that's the only thing. Like if he's in them, like if he's not in the main event, that's perfect because he wouldn't be in the main event in all real life. Ric Flair wasn't well, when he came back. I, I get what you're saying. I just feel like, can we get back to SmackDown? He's still a great wrestler, though. He still has ability in the ring. He definitely does. And you can't... I don't know... Of course. I don't feel... I feel that he he still has great potential in the ring. No, of course. He can still have great ring He doesn't have ring rust, and I love that. I just have to... I think we have to watch some AEW, Dan, and then then we could... Because then you'll have to tell me after seeing it. (laughs) Because Chris Jericho will be like... Anyways, where's the list when we need that? So, anyways, I'm sorry we went off the deep rails. We see Roman Reigns; he's backstage with Paul Heyman, and uh, he tells Paul Heyman that he didn't hire a punk to be his special counselor. We go to the Intercontinental Title match: the champion Big E defends against Apollo Cruz. Um, Cruz got the win after Sami Zayn ran down and hit Cruz with a hell of a kick, and then he also kicked Biggie. What did you guys think of this quick match? Yeah, he was handcuffed from the tag match on. Yeah, um, but I didn't really think much of this match. It was okay. Really, nothing special. Yeah, it was just a way to kind of once again show off yeah. Biggie and Apollo Cruz. Another crappy ending. Another crappy ending. For real, I mean, I didn't understand why they're gonna make it a big rematch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel that's what they're doing. The triple and, threat. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love triple threat matches. I do, but. You need to have a little bit more storytelling to it to make mm-hmm. it more interesting. And I do love Sammy Zayn. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like before. It's like he kind of forgot. Like he's a he's fucking a good ass wrestler. Like he he forgot. Like he almost he pushed John Cena to his limit for the United States Open Challenge. Like like what the hell is he doing? Like now he's all cheat. I know he's a heel, but come on, man. Yeah. yeah he doesn't know you're freaking Sammy. Happy. The ring is he used to. Do something with that shit. Who cares? Hopefully, he comes I feel back like to it's kind of ruined. Normal. 
title. With these, just throw together match, they're ruining the Intercontinental title, in my opinion. And it's not relevant anymore. Yeah. I feel like the last time it was relevant was when Miz was champ. Yeah. Hey, he was a good champion. Mm-hmm. And now he's Mr. Money in the Bank after, I'm sorry, he cashed in. Then he got the thing back because of a technicality. Stupid. Yeah. So then we go backstage. I love when Ambrose was the Intercontinental Champion. I also feel like AJ Styles would make a great Intercontinental Champion. Um, no, he was. He was. Isn't that sad? That's right. He was. I completely forgot about it because they didn't make a very long champion. He barely ever defended it. I completely forgot about him being champion, dude. I completely forgot that shit. So then we see Kevin. What happened? Go ahead, Dan. Like Kevin Owens, he was a good Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, yeah, him too. Yeah, all those guys. The man, the man, I can't really stand him, but I gotta give him my respect. Yeah, he got respect. He, he does. He does. He makes it. He makes it work. Hey, look, Daniel was a great Intercontinental Champion. I don't remember Daniel Bryan. Really? Yeah, oh, wait, 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 wait. All right, let's. <laughs> We are going way off topic. The gr- we'll make an episode dedicated to the best Air Conor champions. We are on SmackDown, guys. Let's pull back the ring. Where are you being sarcastic there? Danny Bryan didn't even defend any Scott Little's champions. I feel like he had a great potential. I'm sorry. I feel like he had a great potential, but he fucking ruined it with the fucking shoulder shift. Not his head injuries. So, yes, a lot of great champions, a lot of bad ones, too. KO is in the car. Yeah, we just keep going off track. It's okay. No worries. Kevin Owens is talking in his car about Roman Reigns. Um, He tells Roman Reigns that there's no more strings at the Royal Rumble. We will sell this once and for all. Kevin Owens says, you have yet to beat me like a champion. Your family won those matches. He shows everybody the tattoos he has on his fingers and they're his grandfather's initials. And um, his biggest regret is that his grandfather didn't get to see him in WWE. And that is why he will just keep on fighting. What did you guys think of that? Yeah, I really made, made, a, made a tear come down from my eye. It did too. It did. Wow. Yeah, that. I'm really, I'm really pulling for Kevin Owens Sunday. I do like this version of Kevin Owens because he is sort of like um, making connection with the common man, kind of like Stone Cold in the sense of that, like, you know, he doesn't really have any other reason for fighting. You know, his family wasn't involved in it. Um, He only does it really because he says for his grandfather and a lot of people you know, do things for family members. And I thought that really touched a lot of people. So I do like the direction they're going where Roman Reigns is just such a nasty fuck. And then you have Kevin Owens. Well, like, the point of this gimmick. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. And then you have Kevin Owens being like this, you know, this, I don't give a fuck about you. I ain't going to stop. Trying to make them like, oh, you got to get behind this guy because he's like you. He's like the common man. That's why you got to love him. And I love Kevin Owens. I really, he's one of my favorites right now because every match he has, I'm like, eh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. He delivers, in my opinion. Not all the time. He does. he does. But, okay, so then we see the Street Profits. 
Um, they have a fruit basket, and they congratulate Sonya Deville. They request a rematch against the tag team champions, and Sonya tells them to um, keep piping up SmackDown and let new tag teams get opportunities. And once Montez's leg heals, they can get a title shot. So it looks as if the Street Profits um, have some challenges ahead if they want to fight for the tag titles. Moving right along, the Ultimate Athlete Obstacle Course. This was my favorite segment of the night. Bianca Belair taking on Bailey. Um, pretty much Bailey cheated, and I think the time that she got was like one minute and twelve seconds. That was the time to beat. I think that was bullshit, Blair. I really didn't like that. I mean, come on. Even though she cheated, she still had uh, Bianca Belair still with her. I mean, come on. Yeah, but dude, that really, honestly, that pissed me off. Like, you keep kidding me? That would have been great. But. Watch her win because she cheated. That's how a good heel should do it. Okay. Um, I do I do agree with you. Like, that was some bullshit. I mean, it was a good thing. Don't get me wrong, but it was some bullshit because nah. I Bailey run like that. Just because I know that Bailey's a, like a, she's a really good basketball player. And how Are you? Wait, 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 wait. And how they and how they made her miss that. <laughs> Hang on. Like, how the hell? Like, bro, she's, she's freaking basketball. You mean, wait. Wait, you mean to tell me that Bailey is going to beat Bianca Belair, who in real life had five scholarships just for track alone, then basketball? I'm not saying that, but like the, the basketball, the basketball part is the only thing that kind of got me like, like, like she missed the freaking shot. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course Bailey probably could dunk, and of course they have to. You know, do that, but I do think it was realistic because of but her. Bianca is the fucking better ass athlete. Like she has to fucking Otis. That's the only reason why I do think that I agree. Like Bailey, if she's gonna cheat, they should have had her. Like I, I, I feel like just because of her background, Bellier would be the one to beat Bailey because she's known to have all. And just I mean, look, that's ba- why she would cheat. That's exactly why she would cheat. Exactly. Yes. So it makes and they, sense. And they did Bailey dirty. They fucking get her dirty. Well, but Bailey's the one that challenged her to the competition. She should have maybe took her out in a match if she thought she was better than her, right? Yeah, I still, I feel like they did her dirty. I really hate that they did that shit. They I, shouldn't have even done it. They should have did like, um, right. like oh. just have a match because then you know then. That's what wrestling is don't go with. Go with what you know. Don't go as obstacle. Yeah. Yeah. But I did, you know, so we did go over what happened. Um, Basically, Bianca won, and then Bailey threw a basketball at her and then threw uh, Bianca into the basketball hoop. So, um, yeah, it it was okay. I love Bianca Bellier, so I don't know. Um. But then, I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but they've been talking about this too, that they're using a new type of camera. And the thing that they show it sometimes, I feel like, and sometimes they don't. Because when Dominic Mysterio came out, I definitely could see it. But with everyone else, I couldn't see the quality. Did you guys see it for everybody else? Or was it just me that didn't see everybody? Uh, I've been seeing that since last week. Like, ever since, like, Roman Reigns came out with, no, Joe, when Jay Uso came out, 
I didn't I did notice that. But with every wrestler, because even last week, I knew Jay came out with it and Roman. But for some of the other people. Sasha came out with it, too. Hmm. I didn't see Sasha, but I did see Dom. I did see it with him, but in see it with him. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, King Corbin takes on Dominic Mysterio. Corbin got the quick win after an end of days. And the announcers kind of plugged that now it's time for Dominic to listen to Ray's plan. Really nothing special there. Quick match. We move on. Adam Pierce. Go ahead. Um, just another thrown together match. And it's like, why do I care? Yeah, yeah. Anything when King Corbin kind of makes me feel that way. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whenever King Corbin did a match, it's feel like yeah, it's just a throwing together match. They don't give a shit. He's not in anything. He's not in the storyline. He's in, in nothing. Yeah, it's 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 strange. So our main event: Adam Pearce against Paul Heyman. Before the match starts, Paul Heyman slips on the ring steps. And decides to have Roman Reigns step in for him. Um, Roman Reigns attacks Adam Pearce. He hits him with a Superman punch. He kicks him in the balls and then sends him over the guardrail. Kevin Owens comes down and attacks Roman. He hits Roman with two stunners. And um, yep. And then he hit Roman with a pop-up powerbomb through the announce table. And SmackDown went off the ear. What did you guys think of that closing segment? I feel it built a little tension. Yeah, yeah. I do think I'm excited for Royal Rumble because, you know, I know how good Kevin is and I know how good Roman can be when he wants to be. So I feel like these two are going to really have a great match. So I am excited for Royal Rumble. I have a team that had good chemistry. So they, I definitely, but, and the recent matches between them, they've been okay, but. With this stipulation, I feel this is a perfect stipulation for them. Yeah. And if... I really see them shine on them. I don't see this happening, but if they did um, want Owens to win, then I guess you could see him plausibly winning without pinning Roman. Because a lot of people... That's what you want. Is that's, what, that's because it's a last man standing match. Exactly. So I think that that gives more... Um, fans more of a choice between the two because if you think of a regular match, a lot of people are going to go with Reigns, but last man standing, there's many factors in it, and KO also could. Also, plus Kevin Owens has been in a few uh, last man standing mm-hmm. matches. Yep, so he has a lot of experience in this match, and he could walk out as champion. So you never know what could happen. I mean, honestly, I doubt he's Yes, we will see. But yes, Royal Rumble is on our way January 31st. Um, thank you for checking out SmackDown this week. Wasn't great, wasn't terrible. I'm definitely looking forward to next week, what's going to happen. And yeah, so thank you guys for checking us out. Um, we will see you next week for our next SmackDown recap. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Be safe, everybody.